Hello and welcome to episode 90, I'll send episode 89, episode 90 of the R&R Gaming Podcast. We are a part of the Joystick Entertainment Network. I'm your host, Byron Reed, and alongside me is my co-host, Ken Russi. What is going on, dude? How's you? I'm doing good. I can't wait for us to get to episode 890. <laughs> <laughs> a long ways away, yeah. but we can get there. You know what happened? I looked over, right? I looked up and I said, all right, I know episode 90. And I was like, wait, does it say 89? Combine the numbers together. <laughs> Sensational. Sensational. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. Oh, man. it's. <clears throat> I feel like it's been a little bit since, since we recorded. I don't know why, but I feel like it has been. It's literally been a week. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why it's been longer than that. I don't know. I think the past week has been really draining on me with work and everything. So it might be why it's just like... Eh. Long hours, together. long nights. Yeah, long hours, long nights, all that stuff, all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. But we're here to have more fun today because we're going to talk about uh, video games and movies and come on yeah. the two together. Yeah, that's never been a problem in the past. <laughs> nope, never been a problem before. Why would it be one now? Yeah. <laughs> So the when you first proposed the idea to me, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I like it. It's easy. I can do that. And then you were like, wait, I have a twist for you on this. What a twist. So why, so why don't you tell them what the twist to this whole idea is that you have, friend? Right. So the twist is that um, obviously these are going to be games we would want to see made into movies, TV series, whatever. But rather than just going... Oh, yeah, Borderlands. I'd like to see that made into a movie. We would also make it so that we are also the casting director and we would cast who we would put into those roles and maybe even also kind of give us like we're selling this to a studio. You know, like what's the story? What's the the big draw here? Now, obviously, we didn't write a screenplay, so... <laughs> yeah, you're not getting any of that stuff. <laughs> yeah, uh, that, that could take a while anyways. But, uh, no, basic, you know, a summary, like, how in-depth you came up with, I'll, I'll allow it, whatever. Um, but at least a basic summary of the plot line and who you would star in at least the most important roles. And, yeah, that's the that's the big... M. Night Shyamalan twist. <laughs> and I don't like this idea because I don't know movie people like that. <laughs> that's my it's my angle coming at coming at this. Uh, when Ken first told me the idea, I said, you know what? Okay, I like it. And he's like, oh, we're going to cast people. I'm like, oh. Okay, yeah. guess we could do that. <laughs> I, I don't know actors and actresses like that. I'm not a big movie guy. I, I just never was. I don't. And as I don't watch watch movies because I do watch movies, but I'm just not like a really big into. Oh, this actor did this, this, and this, and so on and so forth. You get it? That's not me. So yeah, it's gonna I be mean, fun for those who know some of these people. If you know any of the people that we're going to bring about in the casting portion of it, and you know, 
Byron, you know what you're talking about. Yes, I know I don't, but that's why this is funny. <laughs> yeah. No, and since I've known you, like, you know, a lot of other people I've, I've seen, they're like, oh, yeah, I went out to the movies. I watched this show or, you know, oh, I can't wait for this movie to come out. I want to watch it. You, I've never heard that from ever. Yeah. Like, in all honesty, in the, the five years uh, since uh, we've met up, I've never heard you say that once. <laughs> <laughs> either either or never and heard that and it's so funny because whenever the topic gets brought up with movies and everything i'm like yeah i want to see it and i'll get to it but my joke is i'll always get to it in like 2032 when no one cares about it anymore because i'm just it's just not a, it's just not a thing I, I think for me i would much rather uh do like a 30 minute uh thing and be able mm-hmm. to digest things and continue on from there versus a hour two plus long movie depending on what it is of course like if i'm really interested in it then i'll try to do my best to go and see it but if not and like, you want to go to the movies sure what do you want to see i don't know <laughs> find something i guess and sounds entertaining that i want to watch so yeah like to, to 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 put this in perspective you guys those of you who don't know i have only seen the first avengers movie and I've seen, like, pieces of the first Iron Man movie. I always fall asleep during it. I don't know why. The beginning is kind of... I don't. It's not, like, slow, but in a way it sort of is. To me, anyway. So I always fall asleep on it. So I've never seen all the first Iron Man. And I know all those movies are all interconnected and blah blah And I'm like, bruh, I don't have time to watch all those movies. I'm just watch the first... The, Avengers, the three Avengers and be done. I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it. Good enough for me. <laughs> I mean, they are all interconnected, but the beauty of it is that they're not really connected. <laughs> you know, yeah. like that's that's the beautiful thing of it. The stories, anyways, are all self-contained. Yeah. Although what happens in one movie, um, it continues on. If that makes sense. Yeah. So I mean, if you only watch the Avengers and you went into the second, I guess it'd be the third Avengers movie because they've made four of them. But if you go into the second one and uh, you didn't watch any of the other movies, you'd be like, why does why is Thor missing an eye? Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't get that. But like that doesn't mess up the story of the movie. Right. You know, it doesn't devalue for devalue the overall experience of the movie itself in yeah. its self-contained form. Yeah. You, you might be. Why does he not have Mew Mew? You know, like yeah. he should <laughs> he should have his hammer. <laughs> so um, that's kind of the beauty of it. But. I'm one of those uh, people that I do have to, like, see them all, you know, like, um, I had people tell me, you got to go watch Endgame, you need to watch Endgame, and I was like, but I didn't watch Captain Marvel, (laughs) and that hasn't come out yet, so I'm not going to go watch Endgame, you know? Right. (laughs) Captain Marvel's come out, and I've watched now, and now it's like, well, Endgame's no longer in theaters for me. Right, so now I got to find somewhere else to watch it at. Yeah. And the the Spider Man is out, and I really want to watch that, but Avengers isn't out, and it's not in the theater, so I'm like, ugh. Yeah. I so I have know. to wait for that because that doesn't come out until August, August something on digital. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So I, like, I remember, that. I remember watching all the Harry Potter movies, but that's only because I was really into Harry Potter at the point in time. You know, I grew up with those kids in a way. We all kind of grew up together. Anyway. You know, watching through the movies and everything, but that's about that's about. It. I'm not. Long story short, 
not a big movie guy. It's gonna be a fun discussion, I think. And you all are gonna be gonna be constantly shaking your head and your fists at me through the internet. I can feel it coming already. You're getting them ready. You're getting your D-Lo head shakes ready. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and jump and, into it, shall we? And as someone who loves Harry Potter enough, there is no mention of a Daniel Radcliffe on this list. So I'm slightly yep. disappointed. <laughs> yeah, I thought about it. I thought about it. I really did. But decided against it. <laughs> so yeah. let's go ahead and get this thing going, shall we? Yeah. Uh, I'll start if you want. Please. Okay, sure. Figure we'll get it. We'll get this out the way kind of quickly. <laughs> so, yep. my uh, first movie is going to be uh, Mass Effect, but I'm going to be doing the first Contact Wars because we've we don't need to see the three games can try to get us into a movie, or even the three games in a trilogy of movie. I don't need to see it. I've already played the games. It's fine. I know what happens. Cool. Good. <laughs> but what we haven't seen is is any uh, anything about the first Contact Wars in game form, book form, whatever. It's mostly just been lore and stuff within within the game. <laughs> so I decided to go that route. I think that'd be a really cool thing to do. You would get the you would get the first time the Turians met with the humans, which which would which again like I said is a really cool thing. So the first contact or just a little bit of brief background into it. It's commonly referred to as the Relay three fourteen incident by the Tyrians. And the okay. conflict, the conflict was only three months between, and again, between the humans and the um, and the Tyrians. So the movie would basically focus around this three-month conflict between the two uh, groups. You know, you and there's there's a big there's a big uh, operation here called the Operation of Shangxi, which you which you could which you could uh, do a big plot point about mm-hmm. and i mean they're, they're like there's so much things you could do through do uh with aspect in general but anyway first contact so the characters i decided to focus on i'm mo- I mostly focus on the humans because the Tyrians would in my mind kind of difficult to do right because yeah. you might you would have to like cgi them and all that stuff so i mostly i mostly focus on the humans for the casting part of this, and I only well, focused I mean, on you could, you could three or four characters. Yeah, prosthetics, you could do that too. I didn't, I mean, see, I'm in, I'm in prosthetics, that's what I meant. I couldn't think of the right wording. See, see, <laughs> I don't know anything. No, <laughs> I mean, I, I know that um, it's much quicker to just use CGI, and I don't know if it's any cheaper, but prosthetics have always been my preferred way to go. I think it'd be cool too, because then you could really get, again. It's all, it's all, you know, in my head. Is if they do it right, it would look really cool to see someone, you know, do all that work to make the the face of a mm-hmm. Tyrion. So that'd be really cool to see that in movie form. But anyway, so with 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 this movie in particular, most of these characters are have appeared in the Mass Effect games. So in this point in time, they're all they're all young. They're all in their early twenties. Okay. I did I did math. <laughs> they're all in their, in their like early twenties. So I tried to look for actors and actresses who were around that uh, that age range of of twenties, twenty twenty years old or a little older to okay. focus on. So I. I 
and I mentioned I had a list up here a minute ago of the people that I that I uh, and like things they started in before, but it's fine. I don't feel looking it up right now. Uh, for for David Anderson, I'm going to cast Lakeith Stanfield. For Doctor Chakwas, I'm going to do uh, Macy Williams, who was in uh, Game of Thrones. I, that was the one thing that stuck out to me uh, from her. And for uh, oh. for Hackett, who later goes on to be Admiral Hackett, uh, Nicholas Holt is going to uh, play his role. I know nothing about them other than that. So yeah, there we go. I just kind of looked for actors who were in their twenties and just kind of said, "Oh, yeah." I, I looked at some of the things, some of the things that they that they did, and I said, "Okay, I think that would be a good uh, fit for." this role so but again if i had my list if i had the list up of the things they did i could have told you that ahead of time but i'm gonna let you go ahead and take the first one so i can get uh the next one ready (laughs) because i had it here and i deleted it to go search for other things that's why it's gone (laughs) so yeah yeah and you know that's that's one of the um interesting things because as you said they've already made the games and sometimes i feel like that's the biggest problem that movies do is that they try and take a big story and condense it and then they try and change it and make it fit on a movie screen yeah that doesn't quite work um so definitely interesting to to go back in time there um although i feel like um the original mass effect could actually make like a a good movie like almost maybe a better movie than game, and you could um, get rid of a lot of the like grinding, running to this place, getting to that place. You know. Yeah, you could. You um, could. And that would save a lot of time uh, on there. I think the first game though did did a lot of things well, especially when it comes to world building. That which is why I always recommend people go back and play that first game because it really does. It gets you familiar with a, with the world in general. That way, you have a better grasp of going into two and three. So that's my big thing for why that first game is so crucial to the series overall. As someone who was very new coming in, didn't know anything going mm-hmm. into it, <clears throat> you know, I was really blown away by the by the world and what they were doing with it at that point in time. So, yeah, that's just me though. Okay. So yeah, so <clears throat> we'll move along here. Yeah. Um, first game that I'd make into a movie, of course, is The Legend of Zelda. Um, I wouldn't do a a game itself, although you you can use several games like Orcarina of Time. Um, I think would make a good story. I think the um, why can't I remember it? The first one, <laughs> Hyrule. The one that was on the Wii, what was that called? The first one they did. Skyward uh, Sword. Sky- yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel like that would almost make a better movie than a game uh, from there. So you could take those, but because of the way Zelda is built, I th- I think you could do an original story uh, with the characters. And so that's what I would more aim at, is something original that hasn't been done uh, in the games. Okay. That maybe lends itself... Uh, maybe even almost like a Indiana Jones film, but it's Legend of Zelda with there. Yeah. Right. 
Um, but I would cast uh, Tom Holland as Link. You uh, currently know him as Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, he is the Spider-Man in the Marvel movies. And I think he's a terrific actor. And he's very buff and built, but kind of tiny. So, so mm-hmm. that lends itself well <laughs> uh, to a Link-type character. Uh, and wouldn't he just look marvelous uh, in a green tunic and some <laughs> white spanks? I, yeah. I have to agree, I think. I think so, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and then for uh, Princess Zelda, I would cast Natalie Dormer. Um, she is starting to get a little old or on the older side, so uh, you may have to go with uh, a younger actress, uh, depending on, obviously, when this would come out. Like, if it was to start today or come out today, I think she's perfect. But as it, you know, moves along to the year, she might be getting too old. Um, but she's been in several movies. She was also in Game of Thrones. Um, I think that's where a lot of people know her from. Um, but she's just great actress. She's dropped it gorgeous. And I think Zelda needs to be that. Um, or it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> so it's great. And uh, I kind of struggled with Ganondorf, you know, who you would cast as the main villain. Mm-hmm. Because part of him is that he's um, uh, kind of a, a ribigenary. Yeah, I can't speak today. <laughs> um, but his uh, people are um, Sam people, like Middle Eastern. So he has uh, a darker complexion, but they also have red hair. And so it's kind of a weird uh, place. And so I couldn't really come up with someone that you would cast as him uh, just because there's, you know, who who has that fair complexion that would look great in red hair. That's pretty much. Yeah, (laughs) right. uh, What I was trying to think of. And I unfortunately I failed to come up with that. So. We just CGI him in there. <laughs> Pig monster again and instead. Fair, fair. It, it's it's always it, that's the one that I and I thought about too for you know Zelda. That's a very iconic game. So kind of surprised that there hasn't been at least some sort of movie adaptation for it, whether it animated form or, or not. Yeah. Uh, if there is an if there is an animated movie, I don't know about it. But you know, you know. and I. Did hear rumblings, but this was like a year ago. The Netflix was trying to get the rights to do a Legend of Zelda series, and I almost thought that they did get those rights, but I mm-hmm. haven't seen anything come to fruition. So we'll have to see what happens. Yeah. But and Netflix has some pretty good uh, original shows, despite it, I think, despite what's what some what some may say. I think that the ones that I've watched anyway are, are all pretty good, pretty good stuff. So. Some of them, yeah, yeah. Some of them are, yeah. Not saying they're all amazing, but the ones, the ones that I've watched, I've liked. So it's good enough for me. <laughs> okay. It, it leads me to believe that I think they could do it right if they uh, were given, you know, the budget and they really respected the, you know, the work and the quality of Zelda and the right. prestige that Zelda has. Yeah, and I kid. mean, uh, they could, but. It's kind of weird because I've also heard that Netflix is like so massively in debt mm. that it's kind of crazy how much money they owe production companies and huh. uh, people that are making these shows for them and actors and actresses and, and all this like money. Like they're bringing all this money, but 
it's like all having to go out towards their debtors already. <laughs> right. So it's kind of really weird, but they could. But I don't know. I mean, you know, uh, with Disney starting up their own thing, they also have controlling rights to Hulu now. Yeah. You know, it's hard to say uh, what's going to happen uh, with Netflix. You know, maybe Disney, like, pulls all the people over. They they pull in Epic Games to Steam. Yeah, you know? right. Yeah. So it's hard to say. But, yeah, what's your next one on the list? The next game on my list is going to be Splinter Cell. Okay. And... That's because you didn't get a game. <laughs> yes. Yes, I didn't get a game, so I'm going to get me a movie. And it's really simple. It's really simple, okay? Just take the idea from Blacklist, but get Michael Ironside to actually play Sam Fisher. You can use Eric Johnson as your new agent who's coming in on his first mission or, you know... You know, you could do a time scale, however you want to do it, but he's he's a newer agent, and Fisher is the one directing him in the field and that sort of stuff. I think that would be really cool to see. So that's really all, all I want from a Splinter Cell movie. Just give me Ironside as Fisher, that we get the voice, and give me Eric Johnson, that way he can still do the things, but not have to be Sam Fisher, because it was really weird in Blacklist, hearing this guy who sounds like he's 20, like, late late 20s, early 30s, talking to his daughter who's around the same age. <laughs> While Sam looks like he's younger now, which is also weird, but yeah, just just give me that. He's want. got some Botox injections, man. <laughs> he's got like spikier hair now, the beard's like, it was really weird. It's really, really weird. <laughs> so yeah, just give me that, but in movie form. And I'll, I'll be okay with it. And and have be good. Also that. So you'd be good. <laughs> I'll, I'll watch it. I'll watch it. I'll go. I will go out of my way to find a way to watch the movie. Because <laughs> I didn't get a dang game, Ubisoft. So you're saying you you would go outside of the Baltimore area if you had to to watch it? I would find a way to get okay. there if I had to get there. Gotcha. <laughs> I'll take a plane or something. Yeah. Well, I definitely know that you you wanted that. I'm kind of curious though. Would you like have Ironside just be like a voice on the radio, or would you have him like physically be Sam Fisher? Both. 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 both I would think, yeah. Just because I feel like I feel like part of the part of the dynamic too with Sam and Lambert is that Lambert also isn't just a voice over the radio. He's also the guy who you interact with, you know, between missions from time to time. You'll see him in cutscenes and that sort of stuff. Uh, yeah. You know, when they're in, you know, they're in the plane going to the next mission or back at, uh, back at the, um, uh, what's it? Back at uh, Third Echelon, you know, mm-hmm. talking between missions or anything like that. So you'll see them interact from time to time. So you could do something like that, too. Uh, and again, you know, Ironside's older, so it would work. In my opinion, it would work with well, Sam he's, being. He's older, but he's also balding, and yeah. he's definitely not fit like Fisher was. Yeah. So it's kind of right. like, um, is that? <laughs> I think I think they could work it out to where he could be, you know, retired and out of it for a little bit. Mm-hmm. So you know, you lose your you lose your your uh, physical. Um, <clears throat> 
physical traits. That's right. Why we're body traits and all that stuff. You know, if you if you don't if you don't if you don't use it, it sort of goes away and all that. Whatever. Something they could work with. Work around. Work around that. Uh, with that as well. You know, maybe Sam gets a call from Grim or whoever is you know a higher up at that point in time and says, "Hey, Sam. You know, we need you to come back, but it's not for a mid, but it's not to be out in the field." And then that's how you get Ironside back in and all that. I think it, I think it'd be kind of cool to see it because there was I think around the time of Double Agent, or I believe it was Chaos Theory. Mm-hmm. I think it was Chaos Theory. There was a trail. It was a movie trailer in the game for a Splinter Cell movie, and it never happened. Oh, did not. So yeah. So make it happen. Ubisoft and whoever you got, whoever you need to do, yeah. make it happen. To replace the heartache that I got from not getting a game for mm, <laughs> past couple years now. <laughs> yep. I'll say. But anyway, man, what's your uh, what's your number two on yeah. the list there? So my next one is I would do a Contra movie. Okay. Yeah. It'd be really fun. Yeah, I know okay. because I think the way you do it is you make it kind of like Predator. Where you know you're fighting aliens, whatever, in a jungle, but you also make it maybe a little campy, as well. So it's you know has kind of funny moments uh, on top of the alien action fest that's going on. Yeah. So that's why um, I would cast uh, in the film. I would cast Bill as Dwayne the Rock Johnson, um, because he's he's kind of the funny campy action dude right now. You know, he's he's yeah. the it when it comes to kind of funny or campy action films, even just plain action films like San Andreas and um, what's the other one, The Tower or something. Uh, <laughs> he's he's up in a like a high riser, and I feel like I know something, but I can't think of the movie right now. Skyscraper, maybe that's what it's called. Maybe, but yeah, it's like a huge building, and the building gets attacked by terrorists, and so there's all sorts of stuff going off, and it's. Like exploding and stuff, and it's it's crazy. But yeah, so I feel like he's kind of um, in that role, so it really has to be, and he's physically fit, mm-hmm. so it looks like maybe he should be out fighting aliens. And then as his uh, contra partner, because you got to have your co-op in a contra movie, right. um, I would cast Chris Hemsworth to counteract that. You know, two funny guys. You know they. They have the whole action scene and the funny scene going on. Yeah. And I feel like it would work really well having those two bounce off of each other uh, in this this Contra alien jungle action film. Right. What um, about the homie Jason Statham? What about him? <laughs> you know, um, I did think about that. But the problem I have is that they already have that, what is it, Calvin and Hobbes show? No, that's not it. <laughs> um, it's something like Hobbs and Shaw, I think is what mm-hmm. it's called. Um, they got Jason Statham and DeWalk. They got DeWalk <laughs> the John. DeWalk Dwayne Johnson. That's the name for you. Um, but they already got uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson in that film together, and they've been in other films together. Oh, and. Wow. Uh, I don't feel like Statham... Statham is kind of like a serious... Like, 
you know, his roles are serious. Yeah, and, that, yeah. I, I can agree. It's it's definitely a more, like you said, serious take. He does have his moments where mm-hmm. he has quippy one-liners, but yeah. yeah. It's not to the level of, like you said, The Rock or anything like that, where it's almost campy. Sort yeah. of like uh, Demolition Man type of things. Yeah, and maybe I'm wrong, but I kind of feel like like under his suit, he's got like a huge gut. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> doesn't seem to be in shape, so I could be wrong. But um, that yeah, so I I thought about that, and I was like, oh, so I was like, wait, when they just be casting like the Hobbs and Shaw film, but they just fight <laughs> aliens instead of terrorists, like right? Wouldn't that be what I was doing? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. So I even thought about um. Uh, the guy from Guardians of the Galaxy. Can't think of his name off the top of my head. Um, I was going to say the total wrong person. I was going to say Chris Evans. Captain but, America? But that's Captain America, yeah. <laughs> Wait, I'm not the same person. You think about, uh, you think about uh, Groot? No, not Vin Diesel. Talk- or uh, Dave Bautista. No, Chris Pratt. It's another Chris. There we it was, go. Yeah, Chris. And it was Chris. It was yeah. name. One of the Chris's. Yeah, one of them. So many of them. Look, yeah. Chris, I'm going to need y'all to come up with different names or something. We're going to have to talk about this. Yeah. Many Chris. different spelling. Too many big name Chris's in Hollywood. I, I, I can't. I can't give yeah. up with all of y'all. Speaking yeah. of Chris's, I have, I have one of those in my uh, final... Oh. <laughs> in my final... Uh, movie here, which I know if you're done, sorry, but I figured I was going to segue into it. (laughs) Yeah. So, my final movie is Dishonored. And instead of doing, again, instead of doing Dishonored 1 or Dishonored 2 in movie form... You do Dishonored 3. Yes! (laughs) Dishonored 3! Here we go. (laughs) Which isn't a thing yet. But I figure it'd be kind of, it'd be cool, in my opinion anyway, to, because in, in Dishonored 1, you play just as Corvo. In Dishonored mm-hmm. 2, you can play as either Emily or Corvo. In this Dishonored, in the, in the in the film, it would be the both of them working together to try and take and take out, you know, whoever is coming into Dunwall or whatever story they want to tell for the movie. I think it will be I think I think Dunwall would be kind of would be a nice setting, a familiar setting for the film. Or you could or you could even do Karnaka, you know, if something happens in Karnaka, Corvo takes Emily back to, you know, <clears throat> to his home, his home, uh, his home, his home country and all that. It'd be kind of cool. But yeah. you could do that. And with Corvo being older, I decided Christian Bale would be a kind of a good fit. Yeah. It's cause he's, he's got that deep voice that Corvo has. Granted, it, it, it's not, it's not gravely, gravely like his Batman, but, you know, right. but I think he could make it work. Um, for Jasmine, Jasmine Colwyn, who is, uh, who is Corvo's wife, that would be, uh, Anne Hathaway, and really, she's only there, spoiler alert, sorry, just doing it right now, that's for like a few seconds, but anyway, spoiler alert, she's, she's really there just as like a flashback thing, because she's no longer in the world, she's dead. Right. She's so, dead, Jim. Yeah. So, and, and you, you still use, you can, you can still, you can still use her voice, though. Okay. So, because there's this thing in the game called the heart, and basically what it is, it's a, it's a heart, and it um, if you if you if you press it, 
it gives little secrets to the player or uh, world tidbits about an environment or anything like that. So you could have that artifact come into play. It's an artifact of of the outsider, basically. Okay. So you could use that and use a Hathaway's voice that way she's still in the movie, but in spirit form. Right. Now, do they nickname this thing Brett? (laughs) The best there was and the best there ever will be. (laughs) I wish, but no. (laughs) And then for uh, Emily Coleman, who Corvo and Jasmine's daughter... I would I put uh, Willow Shields in the role because she was in the Hunger Games, which mm. movie I wanted to see but never saw it. But I feel like I feel like that she she's young she's younger she's younger than Bale, so I feel like that would be a nice little it it, it would make sense for the age difference there in terms of both you know in real life and in 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 the lore of Dishonored for it to actually work, right. So I feel like that would be a really cool thing to do. And then again, you would have Corvo and Emily team up, working together, combining their powers and all that stuff to try and take on whoever they're taking on in the movie. Okay. Whatever big bad and their and their cronies. Because for those the, the dogs are really excited about Dishonored too. I'm glad. <laughs> uh, so for those who don't know, Dishonored games usually go in a format where you have your one big bad at the top. And then you have all their little, all their people around them that you have to take out before you can eventually take out the, the big bad. So think of it almost like a, like a mafia style of thing, where you have the head honcho at the top of the board, and you're working up the list by taking out the people around them, weakening their support and their wall. And eventually, once their wall breaks, then you go and you get the big bad. And I think it'd be really cool to see that in movie form. The only person I didn't really think about casting was the outsider. Does you need to? I think I think you could if you wanted to, but you don't really have to. But I think part of the lore of Dishonored is this supernatural sort of aspect to it. So I didn't think about the outsider. I can't really think of any names off the top of my head. It's not going to do that. But I think you. What I think you would want to have the outsider and that supernatural realm aspect of the game into the movies as well. So that'd be kind of cool. But that's just yeah. about it. That's all I got. What I would do is I would make this into a series. And I would take the Persona series because that's okay. ripe for the picking for all sorts of good stuff. Specifically, I um, put down Persona 4 because that is my favorite and that's one that I've played. I haven't okay. played any other. <laughs> but yeah. I've seen other like stories and bits and stuff and uh so I do know uh quite a bit more than I probably should about it. <laughs> um but I feel like the way you do this is it you kind of take this like Stranger Things okay. and you take the story so what you have to do is you have to um Pretty much the cast will be young kids, so it would be new, uh, for like better word, new people to the acting scene that right. would be playing all the kids in this. Um, you could cast though, uh, like Keanu Reeves. I think he would be a good uh, cast for one of the detectives. Uh, okay. Yeah. Sorry, because I I assume you haven't played Persona Four. 
At all. I haven't played any, any Persona game at all. I want to. I want to play 5 yeah. at some point, but, you know. Four, 4 is great. I haven't played 5, like I said, so I can't say it's <laughs> on par. But 4 is just... it. I didn't play it to the PlayStation Vita, but it quickly shot up uh, into my top 10 favorite games of all time. It's okay. that good. Uh, so the music, like, you have to keep the music the same. You can't change the music at all. <laughs> the music is perfect for it. Right. Um, you know, but with the story, basically what happens is you are a young kid who uh, has to transfer to this other school to live with your uncle and niece um, because your parents like were going on vacation or they're going overseas or whatever, couldn't take mm-hmm. you. So you transferred over uh, for one year to go to school um, at... Uh, right. Your uncle's residence. Yeah. As any typical anime protagonist does. <laughs> there you go. And there is an anime for this already, but I think it would lend itself well to an actual uh, live, live action Live action series. film. Okay. Yeah, because um, the protagonist shows up, and then while he's there, all these like weird stuff starts happening um, where people are found, like, dead in impossible ways hmm. and uh, you find out about this tv channel that if you turn to the channel at midnight um you can see who's going to die next huh and so it's kind of this really cool like murder mystery and uh in the game you have to go into the tv um with these other characters you actually go into the tv to save these people because they're your classmates oh and um you kind of get their they're like interfilling stuff that they wouldn't talk about or show off um happens like one character he's like you know portrayed as a macho person and he's like a, a gang member and you know doesn't like go to school and all that stuff yeah but when you go into his world it's like um you're in a uh Onsen, pretty much like a, a bathhouse. Yeah. And there's nothing but like men in very revealing clothes. <laughs> and you have to fight essentially his persona in there. And his persona is very effeminate. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but that's kind of like he didn't want people to know that he had this like soft side, like this feminine yeah. side. And so that kind of portrayed itself off. Uh, when he ended up in the TV. Um, so, damn. So, <laughs> uh, it. I think this would make a perfect series. You could make 11, 12 episodes out of it. Uh, I think, you know, like I said, it's already an anime, so it wouldn't take too long to turn it into, because you have the supernatural personas, which uh, they come out, and um, different games have different stuff. Uh, like, it's kind of weird. I think it was in Persona 3. Like, in order to bring your Persona out, you had to shoot yourself with a gun. So, mm. really kind of weird. In uh, Persona 4, if I'm recalling correctly, they took the form of tarot cards. So, there wasn't any, like, mutilation or anything in there for that right. one. Um. But I've heard in Persona 5, like, they have to rip off a mask. Like, they go up here and, like, rip off, and it, like, 
puts a mask on their face. Gotcha. So they have a lot of interesting themes in these, and I just think uh, you can make a, a great uh, little series off of it. And it's a, it's a great mystery. It's definitely a stunner. Like, when I was at the end of it, I was like, no way. Right. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> crazy. So, one of the few games that I played for over 130 hours. So Wow. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. something. I think I beat it like two or three times to get all the endings, get all the trophies. Ooh. It was that good, man. That's awesome. Uh, but yeah, uh, I think that would lend stuff well. And that's all I got. Fair enough. Did you have any uh, other games that you had on it that you had you were thinking about and you were like not too sure about it or honorable mentions or anything like that? Because I had I had a couple that I was thinking about, but I decided against them. You know, I mean, I I was struggling to find a good one. I did look up a few like uh, Valkyria Chronicles. Okay, I, I like the story. It's a war story. You can make it as a war movie. Yeah. So, I think you could easily do that. Um, also thought how I just want more ogre battle stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I almost did uh, try and look into that, but I decided against it because there's just too much there to like go through. Yeah, I need uh, to play Valkyria Chronicles Four. I had the demo for it. I was really, I really liked the demo, and I didn't. I remember we it a while back. I liked the demo, and I didn't know that it was a war thing. I thought it was like a typical fantasy anime thing, but you know. That's yeah. so that caught me by surprise. So I would definitely like to see that. Yeah, I d- oh. I know for me. Sorry, I didn't cut you off. Sorry. Uh, for me, I had uh, Enslaved Odyssey to the West. That have been a fun one to do. Mm-hmm. I think. And then I was also thinking about Life is Strange, but I wasn't sure. Uh, and the only thing I backtracked on this because I wasn't sure how I wanted to do it because I don't know if I wanted wanted to want to do like do a Max story or. Anything like that, I wanted to do a totally separate thing. So yeah. I was like, I don't know how I want to do it. Kind of set just gonna... in the Life is Strange world. But... Yeah, right, right. Set in the world, but not within the confines of, again, one of the games. That's one of the games. That was my big thing with doing this, was I didn't want to just do, you know, Mass Effect, the, ge- the movie, the game, or whatever, you know, because we've already seen it. I wanted to do something different with each of the uh, installments that I chose with mine. That was my big thing. Because, again, for those of us who, it, it's like, I think it's like, it's like reading a book and then seeing a movie about the book. Right. More times yeah. than not, depending on what it is, the book is better because the book can go into more detail and things than the movie can because the movie has this time frame of, you know, two hours, we'll say. And yeah. they have to tell all this story in two hours. So that's mostly why I decided not to do it. That way, because we've already seen the game form of it, so I, we don't need to see it again. You know, you could give me a new form. You give me a new story uh, within the same universe in some cases, involving the same characters in some cases. So, for familiarity's sake, because right. like it, because like it'd be weird. It'd be weird to do a you know a Mario game but not have Mario in the game or a, a movie but not have Mario in the movie. Right? <laughs> it'd be a little weird. Yeah. So that's that's mostly what and you know, was what came into my mind when I was doing all this. But this is really fun, man. Uh thank you yeah. for posing the idea. I hope y'all had some good fun at my expense. <laughs> I'm glad you I'm glad you didn't guffaw too much at me and my choices. <laughs> I don't know people. 
No, you're good. Because yeah, and, and again, my big thing with Mass Effect in particular was getting younger people in. Because most of the actors in Hollywood are usually, you know, more established people. They've been around for a while. But I figured with with the first contact, it would be a bunch of younger actors, much like you with your uh, persona idea and training, having younger actors do it. That way, this could, if it's good enough, you know, propel them to get bigger, better roles and that sort of stuff and make their mark on the industry at large. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Quick little sign and then I'll, and then I'll wrap over here. I'm sorry. Sorry. I originally had Idris Elba as Anderson, and then I was like, wait a minute, let me do some math real quick, because he's, he's kind of old, I think. Well, let me do some math real quick. And yeah, I was like, you know what? I think it's going to call me to switch. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know, I mean, I could see him working. Yeah, I, I could see it working too, but I think it would be for an older one, especially because, especially because Anderson is, is, is British. He's from, he's from London, so oh. you got that right there. He doesn't have a London accent. He though. doesn't. No, he doesn't. Terrible. Oh, uh, but anyway, they got rid of accents in the future, people. <laughs> That's what it was. That's what it was. <laughs> That's what it was. But I'm done, man. Are you done? Are we done? Um, depends. Did you want to talk about Apex season two next week or this week? We can do it next week. That's all fine. Right. And we're done. All right, we're we're out of here. Thank you all so much for tuning in to episode ninety of the RNR Gaming Podcast. Once again, we are a part of the Joystick Entertainment Network. Before we get out of here, though, Ken, round of plugs, go. Yeah, we are the RNR Gaming Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at the R and R Gaming Pod. That's R A N D R G A M I N G P O D. We always post just as soon as the new episode goes live, so be sure to follow us there if you want to get all the news as soon as it flows. And while you're over there on Twitter, be sure to follow both of us, both of us on Twitter. Ken is at MacroboV, that's M-A-C-R-O-B-O-V. I'm on Twitter at Bron1417, that's B underscore Ron1417. They, we have the podcast in various different places around the interwebs. Where can they find it at, Monami? Yeah, so the podcast is available on the Google Play Music, the iTunes Podcast Store, and we are on the CastBox app, or you can just go to the website at castbox.fm and view it. So if all you got is a laptop computer and you want to listen to us on the go, be sure to just check us out on the website. And uh, be sure to leave us some uh, good reviews, right? Yeah, be sure to do that. Good reviews, five stars, because it helps us to climb the charts to continue towards our goal, which is, as always, World Video Game Podcast Domination. But, all right, you guys, thank you all so, so much for coming through. I appreciate it. Ken appreciates it. We both Me. appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see him, right? Yeah, no, I, we, I appreciate it. We love you guys. Thank you all so, so much for listening. As always, we really, really appreciate it. Ten episodes away from the big one hundo. Then that's, uh, what's that, syndication or whatever? I don't know how that works. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> syndication, guys. We're getting there. Ten away from the big hundred. We're going to have something big planned for that one. But more on that as we get closer to that episode in particular. But, Ken, they got to come back next week. Do me a favor. Tell them why. 
you should come back next week where Byron will have his mic fixed and everyone could use a little more R&R. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Hand went a little too close to the mic and it, it tipped. It tipped the edge of the mic, bro. I was like, please don't fall. <laughs> Slowly fell over. That was we perfect. all heard it, my dude. That was a perfect ending. I love it. <laughs> oh man, that was great. Tipped it. Took. <laughs> Oh man, that's that's glorious. That's glorious. I love it. Love it. <laughs>